All right, y'all, what is going on? This is your man, L. Jamal, coming through with another edition of Never Out of Bounds. Of course, this is the place where you can say what you want as long as you got them facts tonight. Uh, like I said, uh, we have the NFL draft profile. I'll be going over the three uh, main quarterbacks today, Justin Herbert, Tua Tagovailoa from Alabama, and, of course, Joe Burrow, uh, the last well, last year's sensation and Heisman winner. Uh, but we're going to break them down, and for each one, I took a couple different approaches uh, for Justin Herbert, I got a lot of my uh, intel from uh, some NFL draft analysis for former NFL QB JT O'Sullivan. Uh, basically, he went over a couple of Justin Herbert games, kind of broke down uh, the ins and outs of what he could see as a former NFL quarterback and if he's ready to go. So I'm taking some of um, some of his knowledge there, also my own knowledge from game film that I've watched from him uh, for two attack of Aloha, that is some uh, that is primarily some research I've read read some things up on him as well uh, I took a little bit of a different approach there so like I said there is a little bit of some uh, background information about him Joe Burrow the same thing however with Joe Burrow uh, a lot of it is a, is a lot of game film with him so a lot of my uh, a lot of my details about him are going to be uh, straight from the cup basically from what I saw you know, from what I saw from the game film. So I'm taking an approach with each each of these guys, uh, just just to kind of give you guys a different uh, a different aspect of each guy as well. But um, again, we're gonna go to Justin Herbert. Of course, Justin Herbert is coming out of the University of Oregon. Uh, he's definitely projected to be a first round pick, uh, more than likely going to the Chargers. Uh, but again, nobody truly knows. Uh, but According to uh, J.T. O'Sullivan, uh, some of his uh, biggest praises about him, of course, was his size. He is about 6'6", 238, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, he does have subtle, subtle intangibles uh, that he carries with about himself, and he tends to not force too many passes. I agree. Uh, he ended up his college career uh, with... Uh, 95 touchdowns, 23 interceptions. Last season, we have 32 touchdowns compared to just six interceptions. So, I definitely agree with that. Uh, he's also has some decent athleticism. Of course, he was able to run around. Uh, he's able to uh, elude elude sacks in the pocket very well. He can actually take off and run the ball as well. And he does does show uh, some pocket presence. Uh, he does tend to keep his eyes down the field. So, those are some great. Uh, things to, sh- to have as a quarterback a couple knocks on his game uh, that he first and foremost was able to see and this is JTL Sullivan uh, was for that Herbert uh, he does take unnecessary sacks so that is a, a kind of a knock on his awareness as well uh, he doesn't force too many passes but he will kind of sit back in the pocket and when it collapses Sometimes he might not have a place to go, and he will take an unnecessary sack. Um, there's also a tendency of numerous passes kind of, you know, missing the mark in some way. I noticed that on certain drives by him as well. I looked back uh, very vehemently at the Arizona State tape, which I thought, in my opinion, uh, two examples next to the Wisconsin game is why, in my opinion, if you're going to take Herbert, I would definitely wait it out I would have them on the bench and kind of wait them out um there is some issues about the, the 
accuracy and there's the consistency with the accuracy. Now, don't get me wrong, of all the guys that we see here, at least the three main guys that I'm going to talk about tonight, and these are pretty much the three marquee names, at least at the quarterback position uh, in this year's draft. He probably has the biggest arm. I just think he has some questions accuracy-wise. Again, um, in JTO Sullivan's uh Examples he showed us, especially in the Arizona State game, where Arizona State just called some really good defensive plays. And there was also, because he threw two interceptions in that game. He threw two interceptions in that game. Of course, Oregon was able to, to rally back. I think he was able to throw another couple of interceptions in that game. Uh, but there were some, I mean, again, the two picks that he did throw were just the defenders just kind of outsmarting him, outthinking him. And again, uh, so he could be he could be game plan for. I, I think definitely uh, there's there's some there's some definite uh, I guess weaknesses in his game, and they're more visible than the other two. I'm gonna say that as well. Uh, but he definitely does have tremendous upside. If we're talking for the NFL, they love big, tall quarterbacks with big enough. With, with strong enough arms, they feel like they can teach them from there. So he has that upside going for him more so than I than I see the other quarterbacks. But I feel the other quarterbacks, I, I don't know if they're necessarily game ready. I don't think any of these quarterbacks necessarily are game one ready or a week one ready. That's just my opinion. I think they would all need a, a year to adjust to what the NFL has to offer in their own way. For Justin Herbert, it's definitely to get the consistency right on the NFL. And it's also, I think he needs to be able to read defenses, defenses better as well. Uh, because also in the uh, the Wisconsin game, Wisconsin had a pretty damn good passing defense. I think it was probably the best pass defense if we're talking uh, stats-wise they had played all season. Uh, they really restricted some of the passing lanes uh, for Justin Herbert, and they really made it a difficult game for him. I know people are going to talk about the three touchdowns, but again, it's three touchdowns from your quarterback. Even Michael Vick with a multi-touchdown running touchdown game, he would at least have one, maybe even two passing touchdowns. When you have three rushing touchdowns from a quarterback, don't get me wrong, it works. They get the win. Again, Rose Ball, whoopie whoopie woo. I just did not see the showcase of his arm that I was expecting to see in a senior-type game like that. Uh, and again, the senior ball, it, it kind of didn't, it's, I mean, again, it's limited timing and all that. He, he showed certain things, but again, they look to me like regular game numbers from him. So again, I think he definitely has the upside with his height and his arm strength. I, I Again, I'm just seeing he needs a year to develop himself, get the, get the accuracy together, uh, and again, you know, really take in the speed of the NFL. Uh, but he's a, I mean, Last year, it was a lot better in terms of his completion percentage. Uh, he went out with a 66.8 uh, uh, completion percentage as opposed, as opposed to the year before was about 58. So he did have some improvements there, but especially uh, when the schedule got tougher, uh, when, you know, certain games, you know, in just certain games, he did not look that amazing throwing the ball so uh my emphasis on him is uh especially again when i looked at that arizona state game uh in that especially in that first half he was just all over the place uh lack of production on many drives there were many drives in which he stalled i still think he has to uh find that skill that knack of getting hot and getting consistent and getting 
in uh, completing two, three, four passes in a row, maybe. I don't see that from him. I don't see that from him, but I'll see a bomb every now and again. I'll see a good play with his legs around him, but I'm not seeing consistently keeping a drive going. There's been plenty of there was plenty of times again highlighting in the uh, Auburn game, especially near the end, also in the Arizona State games, but particularly in the first half where they were kept at just seven points, and he had his uh, I think his uh, one interception, uh, one of his two interceptions, uh, where he just you know could not get it done third down, third down at four, or third down along. When you, you know, I don't get me wrong, you're not going to make all of them, but if you're just going to consistently go out like that, if you're going to consistently give up the ball to your defense like that, you make it difficult for them to be able to stop the other team. You make it difficult for your team to stay up in the game, especially if that team, in, in the case of Arizona State that night, they're going to be scoring. So uh, he still needs some work. I'm going to be honest with you. I, I mean, I know that everybody's going to be gushing over his arm strength. He's probably going to be a first-round pick. I, I'm not the GM. I wouldn't call. I wouldn't. I wouldn't make the call. Um, again, he's not a first-round. He's not a first-day starter. Again, I, for what it's worth, and for what it's worth, maybe none of these. I, maybe none of these guys might strike me as a first-day starter. I. This is just one of those years. They're not bad. That's not to say that they're bad, but there isn't anything to say that. Mm, you can put them in week one, and they're going to beat Patrick Mahomes, or they're going to beat, uh, you know, who's ever the top king in a certain division. Can they beat um, Carson Wentz twice and, and uh, Dak Prescott twice, or wherever they end up going? Can they uh, compete with, you know, Aaron Rodgers day one? I don't I don't see that. Uh, again, Kyler Murray is a different situation because, again, he was able to get a coach that had a similar uh, coaching um style that fit his that fit the way he played which is why i'll have a little bit of a caveat or a little bit of a uh, inkling with joe burrow in just a second uh but let's get through uh two attack of Aloha. of course uh the alabama signal caller of course he's coming into this uh draft six foot tall 217 pounds of course he has a tremendous amount of accolades he is a 2018 uh, orange ball offensive mvp uh, he's the 2018 college football final offensive mvp of course he's a conference champion in 2018 as well he was the sporting news player of the year in 2018 also the maxwell award winner the walker camp award winner the sec off Offensive award winner, first team All American, second team All American last season, uh, first team All Conference, of course, in 2018, of course, the year before that, and he was a uh, consensus All American in 2018 as well. Uh, let's talk about some college highlights uh, from Tua. Of course, in his freshman year, he will start behind Jalen Hurts. Uh, he got uh, he got his first hit of action in a blowout win versus Fresno State. He would go six for nine for a touchdown and another demolition, 59 to zero against Vanderbilt. He would have 103 passing yards. And a touchdown. His first multi-touchdown game would come. Uh, well, that season would come against Mercer, where he would throw for three touchdowns, uh, and you know, pretty much, I believe it was over twenty. Uh, I believe it was over hundred yards. Uh, in his first, oh, actually, uh, in the national championship, uh, he would take over in the second half. Uh, after a very poor first half from Jalen Hurts, uh, again, uh, Tua will score the game when he touched down. And he also, uh, which was a 45-yard pass to wide receiver Devontae Smith. Uh, the final score would end up being 28-23. And Tua himself would go 14-24 in the second half with 166 passing yards, three touchdowns, and an interception. And this is what would 
pretty much get two of the starting spot. Uh, Jalen Kurtz, as you know, well, as my college football fans would know, will find his way uh, into Oklahoma, where he will be a starter last season. Uh, now, in 2018, which was Tua's breakout year, he will, of course, go into the season as a starter. And uh, the first game of the year, he will go 12 of 16 for 227 yards for t- and also two touchdowns in a 51 to 14 win against Louisville. In the home opener that season versus Arkansas State, he will go uh, 11 of 15 for 191 yards. To, uh, tw- uh, two touchdowns. He would also have an interception, though, as well. But he would also have 47 rushing yards. So again, he's a little. He's somebody that can use his legs as well. Actually, all three of these quarterbacks can use their legs pretty decently to avoid the sacks and also gain positive yardage as well, which which adds another dynamic to all of them. Matter of fact, I would say almost a good majority of these quarterbacks are even. Uh, being mentioned, uh, even the other ones uh, that I'll mention later on, like Jordan Love, uh, he's very solid with his legs as well. I believe you have Jacob Eason. He's probably the more prototypical, uh, probably the only real. I think maybe him and Jake Fromm are probably your only uh, uh, quote-unquote pocket passers in this year's draft. But let's get back to Tua. Uh, back in 2018, he would also have a two-touchdown game versus Louisiana, not LSU, uh, but just Louisiana. He would have 337, uh, 334 passing yards and four touchdowns and a 65-31 win versus Arkansas. And he would also also have more touchdowns in that game than, com- than in completions. He would go 10 to 13 in that game. So again, very efficient, uh, very um, especially precise within the end zone. One thing that I will say about him is that he definitely has a very he has a, a, a good range of accuracy, almost 100% within the end zone. I would say within that 10 yard line, anything going into the end zone, I it almost hits his target. I would say. 99 99.9% of his time he's a deadly accurate uh especially in the end zone quarterback he also can throw pretty decently on the run as well uh he would end up suffering a high the high ankle sprain uh but he would hold up in the conference championship game versus Georgia now in the orange ball uh again this is in 2018 in that orange ball versus Oklahoma uh Tua will go 24 of 27 for 318 yards and also four uh touchdowns uh in the orange ball I'm sorry however the team will lose to Clemson in the very next uh, the very next game, which will be uh, the, the national championship, 44-17. Tua, however, did not have a really bad game. He would still go 22-34 for 295 yards. Also, he would have two touchdowns but two interceptions. Uh, despite the loss, uh, he would finish – well, he actually would set an NCAA record for passer rate with 109 – well, sorry, with 199.4. But let's go into his last year, 2019, of course – last season uh through the first three games of 2019 he would have 1007 passing yards with 13 touchdowns he'd also have a rushing touchdown as well and a completion percentage of 78 percent in a win versus Ole Miss he would have another 418 yards and four touchdowns in the sixth game of the year uh versus Tennessee Tua would actually suffer another high ankle sprain and this would actually require another surgery uh, the very next day, uh, he would also miss that next game's uh, uh, next week's game, excuse me, versus Arkansas. But uh, the bat, but Alabama was able to get the win in that one. Uh, he will return in three weeks to face off against LSU. Uh, however, the, the however the Crimson Tide will lose uh, to the Tigers, 46 to 41. Of course, Joe Burrow. Uh, Tua would have a pretty solid game though. Uh, 
despite having a fumble and an interception, but will go 21 of 40, 413 yards and four touchdowns. Uh, in the very next game versus Mississippi State, Tua will go 14 of 18 for 256 yards and two touchdowns just in the first half, and Alabama was already up 35 to seven. However, uh, he was sacked on one play, and that would lead to a dislocated hip, a fractured uh, posterior wall, and also a broken nose and a concussion again leading to more surgeries and your boy having to sit out for the rest of the year just to uh, just to be in the realm of contemplating a plan in NFL. Um, but let's talk about his stats real quick. Uh, 2017, he would go. He would have uh, 636 yards on 63.6 percent passing for just 11 touchdowns and two interceptions. He also have a passer rating of one, 175. Again, in that 2018 year, he's coming along. This is the one uh, right after taking, of course, taking over for Jalen Hurts. His first year as an Alabama starter, 69% completion percentage, 3,966 yards. 43 touchdowns, six interceptions, and of course, uh, the pass rating of over 199. And of course, his last season, he would have a 71% completion percentage uh, for 2,840 yards, uh, three, 33 touchdowns, and three interceptions despite uh, missing uh, the entire second half of the season pretty much. And again, he would have a 206.9 uh, pass rating. So there you go. Finishing his career with a with an overall cumulative uh, comp completion percentage of 69.3 percent uh, for 7,442 total yards 87 touchdowns 11 interceptions and a 194 uh, I think it was 194 overall passer rating here so again another uh, really good quarterback he can move he's very dynamic like a Swiss Army knife uh, kind of like uh, some game analysis on him. I definitely saw good good footwork in the pocket. He avoids the sack, like I said before, and right before he throws any pass, he sets his feet. Something that I did not see from Justin Herbert, but he really sets that. Really sets his feet, gets the proper power in that ball, and lets it fling. And boy, when I see it flings, it flings. I think what I will say is Justin Herbert might throw farther, but Tua might even throw a little bit harder. Uh, and so it's zipping to it's zipping to the receiver, and of course he has those all-star receivers over at Alabama. Jerry Judy uh, is probably a first-round draft pick as well. So again, it makes him look very good. Like I said, anything within the 10-yard line, he's pretty much going to score every time he gets there. Uh, again, uh, he will move up in the pocket as well and find the right position within there before throwing. Uh, like I said, this also leads to more accuracy. So he he has some fundamentals down, and that's another thing, uh, another knock that I do see from Justin Herbert. But again. I think with a year of being trained, with a year sitting sitting behind a very capable quarterback, he can definitely learn that stuff. But I, I, I definitely feel that as though Tua has those skills off the top. Uh, and his arsenal of passes, I believe, is very, very um, decent. Actually, he has a very wide away, right away, right, a wide array. Excuse me, guys. A passes. Uh, for one, he can ha- he has some deep touch. He has some deep touch. Again, I don't think he's as big as a cannon as Justin Herbert. But again, I believe he definitely does have some deep, you know, pocket accuracy. He definitely has short and intermediate throws on lock. He also throws definitely well on the run, and he has a big arm. Uh, like I said, a really good arm and a good use of, like I said, the short field in the end zone. He's amazing. Uh, again, I, I, I don't see too many, well, actually, uh, 
uh, Joe Burrow is just as accurate in the, zone, in the end zone. And that probably leads to a lot of these guys having multiple, just so many touchdowns like that. We'll get to Joe Burrow's numbers in just a little bit. Uh, but he's great with timing and he's great, you know, with his timing, especially with putting it, uh, putting the ball dead lock on to a receiver, making it basically unavailable for any defender. Very rarely does he throw too many passes, you know, away from his receiver, too too far past his receiver. Justin Herbert, again, he has a really great arm, but he will, he will you know, if he's standing there at the 20-yard line and he wants to throw, a, a, you know, a, a, a deep, you know, or a hard end zone pass, he's liable to, to miss the end zone. I've seen it happen. It happened versus Arizona State. Uh, you know, Tua has a way to put that ball directly on that receiver's numbers. Again, Joe Burrow can do some of the, uh, basically the same. Uh, he doesn't make many bad throws, uh, but he did have two interceptions in that in that title game versus this is a versus Clemson. Uh, but I will say uh, he didn't play overall bad in that game either. Just Clemson had a lot of great athletes on that team. So again, and a great coach in Dabo Sweeney. So that might happen. Uh, now his knocks, my primary knock on him right now is the injury situation and the reason why because i saw him get banged up multiple times in the season uh, i'm wondering if you know he's and he's definitely a smaller guy on, along this along the realms of uh russell wilson and that might even be his pro uh kind of comparison at least in my opinion they seem to be the same size they can do kind of the same thing they can definitely run around good leaders they're solid leaders and uh they're, they're those football guys they're those football leaders that are going to talk a certain way they're going to talk like a leader they're going to say words clearly again same type of drive i see from both of them same kind of play style they're really similar and because of this because of that i'm really concerned uh this is going to be a very a much faster league the guys are going to get a whole lot harder can his body sustain, especially since he was playing in the SEC, pretty much, you know, am, you know, amateur NFL. That's what everybody wants to say. That's how people glorify that Congress he plays. And I mean, it's college, it's college football. But again, you ask those people, they're, they're, they're talking about they're basically pros down there, down south. So again, he's had already had those injury problems, had two major surgeries in one year. Again, he's probably another guy I would I would get again first round draft pick again. None of this stuff is it's all relative. Let him get his money, pay him, you know whatever. Same thing with Justin Herbert, but mold him, give him some time, really let him rehab. I think that's the because this game this this league is gonna hit a lot harder. This league is going to hit a lot faster. They're going to get to him a lot faster. There's going to be a whole lot of things uh, that might get him hit more. Of course, the coverages are going to be better. He might not be able to find open receivers, you know, quickly. So if you're going to let, if you're, especially if you're going to, but if you're going to let him play, you know, make sure you have a really solid running game that you can rely upon. Receivers that can get open right away in the offensive line that can block for him. I don't know exactly where he goes either, uh, but if he goes. Again, he's another guy that I'm iffy on. I'm, I'm kind of iffy on just because of his injury history so far. I think he needs at least some time to kind of really work those kinks out. I want to see him really move at a high motor 
with pads on for offseason. Take a couple of hits if he has to in the preseason. Let's, let's see what happens. If we need him to come in because our incoming quarterback sucks, that's perfect. But for the most part, I want him to get healthy. And I really want him to see the speed of this game first. And maybe even take a couple practice hits first. Something like, you know, scrimmage. Especially get some action in, in the preseason. Uh, but again, let's move on to my final quarterback, of course. We're going to be talking about Joe Burrow. He's personally my favorite of the draft class so far. Let's break down a little bit why. Now, you know how, you know, when I talked about Tua Tagovailoa, I list down, I, you know, I pretty much went down the list of his accolades. Uh, pretty much the same is for Joe Burrow the very next year. So, again, the Walter Camp Heisman Award, when I forgot that Tua won that, he did win that the year before. Um, yeah, so uh, Joe Burrow, definitely a Heisman winner. Johnny United's Golden Arm Award winner. Davey O'Brien Award winner. Manning Award winner. AP College Football Player of the Year Award. Same basic thing uh, as Tua, All-American National Championship MVP. Uh, there is a bit of a backstory, of course. He's being, because he's a fifth-year senior, he will start everything off in two, uh, 2015, I believe, at Ohio State. Uh, he was redshirting his first year, uh, but he would end up backing up T.J. Barrett for two more seasons. After that, uh, he would actually he would do, put in some spot duty. Uh, he would play in ten games, uh, with, and he would complete twenty nine of thirty nine passes throughout all ten games for two hundred eighty seven yards and two touchdowns. Uh, but after that, Dwayne Haskins would come into town, and he was projected to be the starter in twenty eighteen. So uh, your boy Joe decided to, to you know head on out of there and go on down south to Baton Rouge to LSU. Uh, now as a redshirt junior, uh, he. Was was named the starter for the Tigers in the early half of the season. He would lead the team to a 22 to 21 victory over the numbers over the number 17 at the time, Auburn. He would go. He would have 249 passing yards and a touchdown. He'd also win the SEC Player of the Week two years two weeks later. Excuse me, versus Ole Miss. He would pick up the uh, the same thing weekly conference honors again with a game consisting of three touchdowns and 292 yards. So again, a guy that can get yards and he can get touchdowns. He can throw that ball. Uh, now. Now, Burrow will lead the Tigers to a 10-3 overall record that year, and he went over Central Florida. Uh, I believe it was in the Fiesta Bowl, and they would finish number six in the country. Uh, he would finish that year with 2,894 passing yards, 16 touchdowns, and five interceptions. He'd also have 399, 399 yards and seven touchdowns. Uh, now, of course, his breakout year was last year. Uh, everything will start off with a big-time win over Georgia, Georgia Southern, 55-3. He would have five touchdowns in that game, and also 278 passing yards. He'd also uh, win uh, this SEC Player of the Week again. He would actually split that with Tua. Now, in two wins versus uh, number nine Texas, uh, that was a win, like I said, 45 to 38, and also a win against Vanderbilt, 66 to 38. Burrow would amass 869 yards and 10 touchdowns. He would also win the Walter Camp Player of the Week as well as the Conference Player of the Week again. And in uh, versus Texas, uh, the 471 passing yards would be the second most in school history and the six touchdowns in uh, Vanderbilt was actually a school record. Uh, well, yeah, it was a school record. Uh, now, Joe is the first LSU quarterback to throw for 300 and plus yards for three straight games. Matter of fact, four straight games. Uh, we was also able to do that the very next week against Utah State. Um, in the biggest game of the year, of course, in Alabama, 
uh, versus Alabama. Uh, they were able to get the win, that being the Tigers. Uh, Joe himself would go to, would have 293 passing yards, also and also three touchdowns. He would end up breaking the school record for passing yards in the season. Uh, again, he would have 60. Uh, so I don't know if anybody's going to beat that. That those are amazing numbers. Is it a system to an extent? Is it talent? Yes, because again, it wasn't like Burrow had trash numbers. I just felt like in Ohio State, they just figured when Haskins came, I believe he was a five-star recruit at the time, and I just felt felt like they had he had probably better potential. Well, they felt uh, they could probably win more uh, with Haskins. I don't, I, you know, again, I, I I don't I can't make that. I don't think that's a knock on what he could do. But if you look at his numbers, even in Ohio State, I believe that would be above fifty percent. He had multiple touchdowns. He had some passing yards, but again, uh, I guess Haskins just had a little bit more because, I mean, he turns it around. Of course, he has this wonderful run this year. Uh, well, last season, of course, winning the national championship against Clemson, 42-25. to He had five passing touchdowns in this game. Uh, Joe has the most, like I said, the most passing touchdowns in it. Well, not in a, in a career, but in a season with 60 uh, most passing touchdowns. He also is third uh, in a third with passing yards in the season with 5,671. Uh, he also has the best passer rating. Uh, that's his new NCAA record as well with 202. Uh, some praises on this game. Again, he's deadly accurate. Uh, he is, uh, you know, just so un- unabashed in the pocket. He's, he's confident. He knows how to throw the ball very well. He finds his open receivers Again, he may do what he has. Uh, you know, a lot of people say it's a system this, system that. Well, you know, a lot of these numbers, a lot of these touchdowns that he threw the ball to was to a two-star recruit by the name of Justin Jefferson. So, again, you know, he's a transfer. He's a two-star recruit. So, again, the talent amongst them is, is in them. Uh, I definitely think uh, Joe has exceeded all expectations to some extent. Um that may come back to bite him a little bit uh, in some extent. But, you know, I, I can't really think of any real glaring weakness about him except for the fact that, again, you have to say that he is assistant quarterback. Uh, these were tremendous numbers. Now, the question is, now, my thing is, being that the offensive coordinator from LSU that he, that, you know, that Burrow had so much success with, uh, he goes to Carolina. I don't see why Carolina doesn't try to make a play for Herbert. I, I think if, if they're smart, uh, I, I think that Carolina finds some way. If you're gonna get his, if you're gonna get his college offensive coordinator, why let him go through the cracks? Uh, and it's, you know, for you know, and again, I hear you know the whole Cincinnati thing. You know, he's just, he's a hometown kid. Cincinnati has the first round pick. They're more likely gonna make that move. I don't know if that's the right move for Cincinnati. I think he's a first-round talent, show enough. Uh, I even think Justin Herbert is a first-round talent, but do I think they go into those teams with the situation? And again, for Justin Herbert, he may end up getting some time to wait because he's there's a competent quarterback that they just recently got in Tyron Taylor. So he may even he may have that chance. Tua, he may be thrust in a situation like he might be drafted by the by the Dolphins. I don't think he should go there because I know the Dolphins are going to want to start him. And that wouldn't make any sense. I don't think the Dolphins have have what it takes to, to keep him healthy. 
you know, especially a team like that, a team like, you know, Cincinnati, I don't think that they have, and I, and, and again, I, it's the hometown thing, and if I was in Joe Burrow's position, and, and my favorite team was the Raiders, I'm, a, I'm an alumni of Berkeley High School, if I was given the opportunity to play, I would love to play with them, but at that list state for instance, I grad, I, you know, I, we go back to my, you know, college prime, whatever, you know, hypothetically speaking, I would have been in college, you know, around that time in the draft or whatever. And again, this is all hypothetical. What 2013, 2014? I don't think I would want. I love that team. And again, if I, again, if being in that exact same position, I don't know if I want to play for the 2013 Raiders. I don't know if I would really want to go and and just and just because it's my hometown team, I would want to go to that team if they if they had the pieces there. You know, there was a lot. There's a lot of holes on that Cincinnati team. They, they can talk about that off. They can talk about that running game all they want to. This is not a shot at Joe Mixon, uh, but you you have one good receiver. The tight end position is blah, to, to be honest. Come on, it's blah. I mean, again, you have Tyler Eifert, but again, is he leading the league in anything? You got AJ Green here again. You have one solid receiver there. You know. What is what, where's your offensive line? There's been some people leaving from there. There's been some, some pieces missing from there. If you look at your defense, you know there's a lot of pieces around there that I don't feel comfortable just saying, oh, let's just let's just pick this this quarterback first. I don't know. I, I you know, again, I know they're gonna they're gonna be in need. They're gonna want they're gonna want him. Man, I think an ideal situation for someone like Joe Burrow. Again, it's Carolina. If they're if he's gonna be a day one, because again, I'm not a hundred percent either one of these guys are a are a day one guy. Uh, but being that Carolina has the offensive coordinator that's had, you know, that's worked with him, I could see Carolina. It would behoove them to make at least make a play, and it would make more sense because at least they have the at least they have the coaching. At least they have a play caller there that can call plays and all that. At least can help put in the personnel that would make him better. That's not going to happen in Cincinnati. You know, I think if, if Justin Herbert really, you know, goes to uh, if he goes to LA, if he goes to the Chargers, and the Chargers are smart, Chargers are smart enough to put in Tyrod Taylor first, he has an opportunity to learn. If the Chargers go in there thinking, oh, we got this big, strong arm quarterback, I think you get another Ryan Leaf, and they're going to start, and they go ahead and start him, he's a Ryan Leaf. I'm sorry. That's, that's my thing. Um, as far as Tua goes, he could be RG three. If he goes, if he if if he really goes into a situation where he just goes to some bum team, and I'm thinking it's going to be the, the Dolphins, they're going to want to put butts in the seats. They're going to want him to start. I don't want to see him get hurt like that. I don't think they have the offensive line to want to really do that and get away with that. Um, I think their defense is okay. Uh, I, I don't see that offensive line protecting nobody. I don't, I, and I don't wear the receivers. Where where is the running back? Where is the running game? What are we what are we talking here? I mean, Kenyon is the Kenyon Drake still there? Who's there now? I don't know, man. Ah, mm, mm, man, mm, I, I'm not so worried about how you guys perform. I'm worried about where they go to. I, and I think, I be honest with you, I think where they go to has a lot will have a lot to do with how good they end up, y'all. That's just my opinion. That's just personally my opinion. I think these all all these guys do have things that make them pro uh, pro starters 
at some point. I don't think they're day one finished projects. None of them. Now, again, I'll be breaking down some of the other ones. Jacob Eason, Jake Fromm, um, Jordan Love. I've been hearing him a lot lately. His stock starting to go up. I've heard, I'm hearing more of those, you know, glowing things about him, about him being probably pro-ready. I'll have to look into it myself. But as far as just three, these three guys are concerned, they're talented. But... Depend on your situation, I'm not, I wouldn't start them. I would definitely have them learn. I would definitely want them to, you know, be there. Uh, but I wouldn't throw none of these guys into the fire just yet for the reasons that I got here. Again, if, if, if Joe Burrow doesn't go to Carolina, I, uh, oof, it's hard. It's hard. I mean, <laughs> if, again, at least with the at least with the play caller there, at least with somebody who knows his skill set, they'll be able to get some personnel there. Mike Brown and, and Cincinnati, they're not they're not thinking on that level. They're just thinking hometown product. They're just thinking hometown kid. I don't know if they're even looking at I think they're kind of like me. Like, I don't even see no weaknesses. But the thing about it is because he's such a system quarterback that as long as he's within that system, he ain't going to look too bad. So, you know, again, I, it's it's a it's a catch-22 with Joe. As much as I like Joe, he, I mean, again, they're all, I mean, I think him in part, him and uh, well, him in particular, because I feel like wherever he goes, they gonna want him to start. They gonna, I feel it. Him and Justin, they gonna want him to start for some reason. I just had that feeling, and I don't think any team that's you know looking uh, for a quarterback in that realm is good enough overall to do that move, pull that move. I don't. Maybe the Patriots, if they're able to luck up and get one of these guys. I, they are, they are in the house. They have the best job in the house. If the Saints make a move and say, look, we want somebody to go right behind Teddy Bridgewater. We don't know what we got here. Possibly you'll be all right because you got you got Drew Brees there. Uh, again, um, you got a situation in, 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 in um, would it be Indiana. I'm, and I'm really trying to think about teams that drastically need a quarterback. And again, it's, it's just kind of sad that the teams that really drastically need one are teams that, you know, wouldn't do them right. <laughs> That's the unfortunate thing. They just don't have the pieces right now to, to have that be successful for them. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see. And by the way, uh, as a word, uh, as, a, as a heads up as to what's going on with the head draft, the, the NFL draft, it will be virtual. Um, I don't know how they're going to be, uh, you know, broadcasting and putting it out there just yet. Uh, probably some NFL Network stuff. I can already feel it. But of course, according to Adam Schefter, He's the main source of all NFL stuff. Uh, he, uh, of course, like I said, uh, it'll be. I think it's gonna be either in May or late April. I gotta check in again. Last time I checked, it was like April 25th to 20 the 23rd or whatever, or 23rd to 25th. And I asked somebody tell me it's gonna be like early May. We'll figure it out as soon as I get to the bottom of the rest of these draft profiles. But anyways, I'm going to call it a wrap for tonight. Uh, my next episode, I will be going back, heading back into this. Uh, we will be going over the other uh, top quarterback prospects, such like I said, um, Jordan Love out of Utah, Jacob Eason uh, out of Washington, and of course, Jake Fromm. All, guy, all guys from different conferences, different play styles. And we're going to get to the bottom. We're going to talk about who's ready, who's not ready. Where should they go? Possibly even as well. And, of course, I plan on getting through pretty much 
everybody else in the first round as well, uh, at least all the projected first round guys, not necessarily where they're going to go in any type of ranking, but just, you know, uh, for now, just get through the quarterbacks and I plan on getting through uh, the skill guys on offense and then the rest of the skill guys on, on offense and then, of course, the skill uh, the skill guys on defense and probably the defensive line as well. Uh, so, you know, over the next couple of days, uh, you'll be getting some more draft analysis from me. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed it. And again, if you if you are interested in, in possibly seeing me do a live, a Facebook live chat, or maybe in a YouTube live chat, uh, let me know. Uh, hit me up in the comments. Of course, follow me on uh, sorry Instagram at L Jamal seven ninety one E L J A M A H seven nine one. Once again, that is L Jamal. Uh, 791 ELJAMAH791. I have a Facebook page for the uh, show as well at Never Out of Bounds. My personal Facebook page is L Jamal Johnny. That is E L J A M A H A D J A N I. Once again, you can hit me up on the Facebook at L Jamal Johnny E L J A M A H A D J A N I. Um, and that's it, y'all. If, if, if anybody hasn't told you yet, I love you. Uh, peace out. One love. And uh, I'll holler at y'all pretty soon. Y'all have a good one. And stay safe. Stay healthy. Uh, fuck the coronavirus. And fuck the media hype. And fuck people trying to screw you over because of it. That's right. I said it here first.